Hello and welcome to the Influential Times episode 20. Um, please say I'm joined by Jack as usual. Hi everyone. Um, so for my first story for um, the March uh, news, um, I'm going to be talking about Jack Dorsey's uh, sale of his first ever tweet. Um, you might have seen this in the news. Uh, he sold his first ever tweet for the equivalent of $2.9 million. Um, it wasn't the most exciting tweet. It just simply said, just setting up my Twitter. Um, and he actually sold it to a Malaysian businessman using the cryptocurrency Ether, which you might have heard of. Um, the Malaysian businessman who bought the tweet goes by the name of Sina Estavi, and he compared it to buying a Mona Lisa painting. So he obviously thinks there's some value in it and some future potential. Um, the tweet was sold as a non-fungible fungible token fungible, or yeah. fungible non-fungible token or nft which is essentially a digital certificate that states who owns a photo video or other form of online media and the tweet was sold through the auction platform form valuables which is owned by us-based company sent um, and jack dorsey received about 95 percent of the proceeds um so yeah interesting one i don't know if you've got any nfts lying around at home jack uh no not not yet not it's yet. kind of i think it, it's kind of when when blockchain technology first came on the scene i think this was one of the sorts of things that was envisaged it, it being useful by people who sort of were saying it's more than just bitcoin and i think from a creative perspective there's clearly something in being able to kind of go i made something you know if you're a small artist or something like that being able to say i made something here's the, the true authentic version knowing that a lot of content gets ripped and, and kind of yeah. stolen and or copied um, and, and sort of people can often easily hide behind sort of lack of enforcement or copyright, um, different copyright jurisdictions and things like that. The idea kind of makes sense. You could be able to say, okay, this is the one true version of, you know, this MS Paint drawing I made or, or whatever it is um, of, of a kind of a, of a piece of content potentially um, and it, it sort of allows it to retain its value so that there is um, a single one. I am, I have to say, a little concerned about some of the environmental impact of, of a lot of um, kind of blockchain and um, particularly cryptocurrency related transactions. Mm. Uh, I've, I've yet to see compelling evidence myself that it isn't just sort of burning quite a lot of carbon um, to sort of manufacture scarcity yeah for, for things that are relatively abundant but i guess the internet generally is doing that anyway um with all our kind of you everyone's chronic youtube and tiktok habits yeah burning through exactly. a lot of carbon anyway so it'd be interesting to see if, if this takes off and i you know if I'll, I'll maybe have a little bit of a hunt around um but but sort of speaking of of paying money for things that are entirely virtual my first story is around clubhouse um, saying that they are, they're sort of going to introduce uh, like a tip jar type feature to allow um, payments. It's it's not dissimilar to something like there's an app called I think there's an app called Coffee. Coffee, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It kind of lets you just buy buy the the author of something, for example, that the equivalent of a cup of coffee. Um, so it's sort of micro payments. So the minute Clubhouse is saying they're not going to take any, um, they're going to take a cut of that. So. It's interesting to see sort of Clubhouse in many ways feels, doesn't it, like um, like it's going through sort of the phases from simply being a place where people go, like a social network, to a place where there's a creator economy 
and then they're looking at, at ways to monetize it and you know it's, it's a journey that took that's taken a lot of other platforms mm. sometimes over a decade yeah um, and within you know what feels like a few months of it coming out that they're accelerating um through that but i don't know do you think do you think sort of this is going to be enough to to stave off the competition or um sort of letting the creators monetize in some way or do, or do you think they're kind of uh, there's there's water already coming over the sides yeah I'm, i don't i don't think it'll be quite enough to be honest um i think you know there's a lot a lot of um one of my stories that will come up with um soon around the number of platforms that we're used to using every day that are coming up with with audio um like live audio um and of course they can be developing these kind of tip functionality as well so i think everyone else is kind of catching up just as quickly if not slightly ahead of the game and have that sort of user base so i'm not sure it'll be the it might be one of one of the answers but definitely not the definitive one mm. i suppose the interesting thing comes down to comes down to scale as well like how able are people to to kind of throw a lot of money at the problem clubhouse have basically spent the month or so since they got that funding round you know getting tooled up with developers and and sort of hiring the the level of staff you need to maintain a platform with with a couple of million users but you've got a level up you've got people like twitter um with hundreds of millions of users moving into that space and then the really scary really big beasts of facebook and um microsoft obviously being being the owners of linkedin as well you know yeah. that's that's put 150 people in a room and and you know kill off clubhouse yeah. uh kind of money is, yeah, is what exactly. they're talking about so i think i think that'll be interesting a, a kind of less mentioned player um which is my second story is i think maybe proving that enough people are now taking a bet on social audio uh, as a as a category and that probably it already existed um podcasting is a form of, of social audio i think but that it's it's sort of diversifying fragmenting a little um but it but also seems very much here to say he's launching an app uh she's calling fireside um which is not a bad name uh in my in my opinion i quite i i quite like it um it's a sort of mix between podcasting and um and the sort of more social side being a little bit more collaborative um a lot of screenshots have kind of leaked from pitch decks and investor decks and things like that and um interestingly they're explicitly trying to get creators on board as kind of part of the part of the overall uh, ecosystem and, and as a sort of founding uh, creator on the platform there'll be expectations on joining and engaging with other people's um podcasts or rooms or, or whatever they end up calling it or fireplaces um whatever it ends up being called um and i think you know that that shows that particularly for the challenger apps the the sort of social promotion is now seen as absolutely key which i think is really interesting it kind of shows you know people like mark cuban really betting on the power of kind of word of mouth and influencers and creator culture to, to as, as really a sort of fundamental part of um of the app and um i guess that's that's a sign of the sort of um there's there's real acknowledgement from from mm. sort of power brokers in the industry that it's that it's important your uh, your second story is on a similar theme isn't it from one of the other players kind of beefing up their social audio offering yeah exactly it's kind of what i alluded to earlier um obviously twitter have spaces which is their their um 
you know, their sort of live audio um, feature. And they announced a couple of weeks ago that they're going to be introducing that on desktop browsers, which obviously has been one of the, the things that people have mentioned around Clubhouse not offering that just yet. Um, they did, of course, introduce, um, yeah, it was introduced on iOS in December. And then in March, it was introduced on Android, um, which pleases people like me and Jack. Um, but yeah, it's it just I think it's just another kind of bid to compete for market share with Clubhouse that they've now brought it onto desktop as well. And it'd be interesting to see how how the uptake is on on desktop as well as on um, on iOS and Android. Um, they showed some of the designs um, last week through one of their developers on Twitter. Um, and the other interesting thing is that um, lots of the other platforms that we're very familiar with. So the likes of LinkedIn, Slack, Facebook, Spotify are all, you know, proactively working on live audio features. So although it feels like Clubhouse got, kind of got in there early, as you were sort of saying, Jack, there's a lot of these um, powerhouses that probably have to do a lot of a lot of work in the background. And it's going to be a challenge for, for Clubhouse to, to keep it up, I think. <clears throat> Yeah, it's interesting actually, and it's in the it's in the same month that um, Periscope officially shut down. I think that came that came in yeah. March, and was sort of rolled back into Twitter as live video. I guess you know it, it, it's interesting. You can sort of see the journey that that functionality of sort of live video has gone through. Um, that's now just a sort of expected functionality yeah. of of apps, and it's been sort of just rolled straight back into. Uh, into Twitter as kind of Twitter Live, essentially yeah. as a sort of Twitter Live feature. So it it feels like these kind of cycles are getting faster and faster, doesn't it? That, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we we just sort of we we iterate all the way through to to the final thing um, right away. But yeah, totally agree on um, on the sort of on spaces. It's just if you've already got a decent following, I've lost. Sort of, I haven't got the article in front of me. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about it. Tech or startups <laughs> or right, sort of venture um, capital. No, so the Twitter. Cut, we can just cut um, it from where it you sort of went off, I think. Like it would make, make <laughs> sense. So I didn't, I didn't I thought you were going to talk about it. Well, I'll just I'll, I'll take the existing audience <laughs> right. that I have. Um, I can I supplement that story. with um, tweets afterwards. You know, I can maybe have someone from my team if I'm at that sort of level of importance and influence. Yeah, I can maybe have someone kind of live tweet some of the key snippets from the space or to tweet along and react. So it kind of seems like, you know, that lends itself better to maybe having a sort of package of content around it. If anyone listening is kind of looking for more information on what on what Twitter's thinking is alongside their kind of functionality set for creators uh, the verge have a very good podcast called decoder uh, and the, the head of product there was recently interviewed and, and he kind of goes into some lengths about that or if uh if you like my my sort of very long run on sentences then you can also check something that i wrote for the for the analytica blog on our on our website um again kind of going into where twitter are where twitter are at and the sort of um you know where where they sort of stand within the creator economy now. So there we go. A couple of plugs: one one for someone else's content, and one absolutely shamelessly uh, for my own. So I think that is just about all um, all we had for this week. You um, you want something interesting in in big parliamentary news? And obviously, uh, Tom is a huge fan of of, <laughs> of Parliament parliamentary procedure in general. Really into all of the individual committees. Uh, and he has found something that is going on at the 
committee for the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. So the committee have uh, kind of put out put out a request for for submissions of evidence on influencer culture, on how um, how sort of people feel influencer culture exists in wider society, whether the types of people who um, sort of consume influencer influencer content are aware of what's kind of going on, and whether you know there's there's sufficient public understanding of the um, of the quest of the sort of dynamic at large of of money often exchanging hands for uh, in return for sort of influencers renting out their audience. I was kind of um, I was a bit dismayed when I first sort of read an article about it. Uh, I thought, oh God, we all remember kind of all those senators questioning Mark Zuckerberg and um, and some other tech executives kind of all just yelling about kind of slightly incoherently about like, can you tell me what's on my phone? Um, and that kind of thing. And I, I, I sort of thought it might, it might be a little bit like that, but actually um, I encourage anyone to, to go sort of seek out the, uh, the link for, to, to submit your own ideas. Um, because it, it kind of reads like someone has actually thought a little bit about, about the overall thing. My own two cents would be that the, the sector's already regulated um, by the Advertising Standards Authority and the Committee on Advertising Practice, who frequently hand down rulings. So it'll be interesting to see whether their role has changed, whether sanctions are toughened, whether regulations beefed up, or they're sort of given more, more scope to kind of get people banned or um, sanction repeat offenders more heavily. Um, but one to keep an eye on. And uh, if any of you feel that you you kind of have something to say, I'd, I'd encourage listeners to maybe submit some some evidence. Um, you know, we, we know that the sort of B two B with a uh, with a slightly unloved cousin of of influencer marketing. So we're um, it'd, be, it'd be nice if maybe those listeners who are UK residents submit their own um, their own thoughts on this. Are you going to be are you going to be submitting evidence to Parliament, Tom? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely, Tom loves to submit evidence to Parliament. Cool. cool. Well, I think that's that's everything for this month's episode. Um, yeah, uh, we'll obviously um, put the the newsletter out with the the five stories, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Yes, see you next time. Thanks, everyone.